This is our first session now on 2 Thessalonians 2, 13 to 17, and there is so much packed into just this part right here that that's where we'll limit ourselves. But we ought always to give thanks to God for you, brothers, loved by the Lord, because God chose you from the beginning for salvation. So, Father, as we talk about the but, as we talk about the thanks, the love, the choosing from the beginning for salvation, these are glorious things. These are unspeakably great things. Would you prepare our heart? Would you shape our heart? by them, so that we are enlarged in our souls for faith in these things, for living out of the reality of these things. In Jesus' name, amen. The but, I think here, means against the bleak backdrop of all the lawlessness and satanic deceit and unbelief in the preceding Verses 1 through 12, he says, but that's not you. But we ought always to give thanks to God. So there's a, a real moral fitness about our giving thanks to God for you. Now, why thank God for them? Why not thank them? <laughs> and he gives reasons. That's what we're talking about. I thank God for you, Thessalonians, against that bleak backdrop, because you're loved by the Lord, because you're chosen by the Lord, because that choosing wasn't in any way by means of cooperation with you, because it happened from the beginning. Now, I know that some translations have as the first fruits here, and that may seem, whoa, that's really different, and it is. Um, but the Thessalonians weren't the first fruits of the converts of Paul in Macedonia. The Philippians were the first fruits. The, the difference lies in whether two words, up our case, are Together is one word, uppercase meaning first fruits, or one, two words, uppercase uh, from the beginning. And so both are possible, and the textual background is uncertain. I'm going on the contextual basis that Paul teaches this elsewhere, chosen from the beginning, which we'll talk about in just a second, and that the Thessalonians were not the first fruits. Of his converts in this region from the beginning for salvation. So let's take these one at a time. First, we're thankful because you were chosen by God. God chose you. Now that's not new in the Thessalonian letters. Here it is, almost in the same language in chapter one of 1 Thessalonians. We know, brothers, 
loved by God, that's the same as we're looking at, that he has chosen you. How do we know that? Because our gospel came to you not only in word, but also in power, in the Holy Spirit, and with full conviction. They imitated Paul and did this. You received the word in much affliction with joy in the Holy Spirit. And it's that joy given by the Spirit in affliction that makes Paul realize, I'm not dealing here with superficial converts. These are people who were chosen by God and loved by God. And that reference there to the Holy Spirit is also here. You were chosen through sanctification of the Spirit, but we'll talk about that next time. Chosen from the beginning. Ephesians 1, what is beginning? Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world. That's what I think Paul means by from the beginning. Before anything was in this world, before we were, before we were making any choices at all, God chose us for himself. We had nothing to do with it. And we were chosen that we should be holy and blameless, which is going to tie into through sanctification next time. Here's another picture of it in 2 Timothy 1.9. God saved us and called us to a holy calling, not because of our works, but because of his own purpose. Notice he could have said because of faith, which is true, but that's not what he's stressing. He's saying not because of our works, but because of his purpose and grace which he gave us in Christ Jesus before the ages began. That's before the foundation of the world. That's what I think he means here when he says, from the beginning. And notice that this word, where is it? Grace. He gave us grace. He gave us grace in Christ before the ages began, which sounds very much like loved. His love for us before the foundation of the world, before the ages began, his gracious favor on us, his love for us, was a love for us before we had done anything to deserve being loved. And it was a grace that saves So I'm focusing now on this word loved here. Many people have been taught that this only has one meaning in the Bible, namely God loves everybody. Well, that's true that God loves everybody, but he doesn't love everybody in the same way. Matthew 5 speaks of God loving his enemies by making the sun rise on the just and the unjust, and we're supposed to love our enemies in that imitation. But that's not what's being spoken of here. God has unique loves. He loves us with saving love, choosing love, 
For example, consider this great love in Ephesians 2. God being rich in mercy because of the great love. It's the only place in all of his letters where he uses that phrase. Because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. So because of great love, he made us alive together with Christ. Now, he simply does not do that for everybody. He holds out in many and various ways salvation and evidences of our need for it to everyone, beckoning, inviting, but he makes alive those whom he has a great love from the foundation of the world. The grace that he gave us before the ages began move him to take us in our deadness and make us alive. Oh, that all Christians felt the greatness of the love that made them Christians. So many think they made themselves Christians, and therefore they're not amazed at the greatness of this kind of love. In 2 Thessalonians 3.5, just a few verses later, Paul says, May the Lord direct your hearts to the love of God and the steadfastness of Christ. In other words, it's really important to the Apostle Paul that we know and that we love the love of God. He wants our hearts to find rest and joy and satisfaction and boldness and confidence and courage and broken-hearted faithfulness in the love of God. And it's a peculiar love of God. He wants us to talk like Paul. The life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me. Notice how personal Paul gets. He loved me and gave himself for me. God didn't pay everyone's debt. Otherwise, everybody would be saved. God died in a peculiar way for his chosen ones. This love correlates with this choosing. It is a choosing love, an electing love, an eternal, specific, I will raise you from the dead and make you a believer love. And it came to us from the beginning. And that election, that choice is for salvation. We were loved and chosen before the ages began for salvation, which means what? Let's stay with Thessalonians. Here's the beautiful statement of it in 1 Thessalonians 5. God has not destined us. No, he's chosen us. He hasn't destined us for wrath. He's chosen us for salvation. God has not destined us for wrath, but to obtain salvation 
through our Lord Jesus Christ who died for us so that whether we wake or awake or sleep, that means live or die, whether we're awake or sleep, we might live with him. That is the essence of salvation. Everlasting, joyful fellowship with the creator of the universe in his Son, Jesus Christ. Therefore, we thank God for you. You've been loved eternally. You've been chosen. You've been chosen for salvation from the beginning. No wonder he would say, oh God, direct their hearts, direct their hearts to the love of God.